everyone, welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney, and we're sharing episode 19 with you today. If you're new here, then a very magical welcome to you, and welcome back if you've listened to previous episodes. And episode 18... 18? Oh my god. I know. <laughs> it sounds weird saying double digits, I don't know why, we've been it for quite a while now. Like It does feel quite it. significant, I feel like we're on episode 6, it's really Yeah, strange. like when you look at our lineup, I'm like, whoa. But yeah, anyway. We've talked a lot. We should actually count up when we hit 20. We'll count up how many hours you've wasted listening to our voice. Oh, yeah. That'll be <laughs> revealing, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> but episode 18 was one of our most popular yet. Yeah, so thank love you. It, right, eh? Yeah. I don't know if people were listening to it to get an idea of the film, to see if they wanted mm. to access it on premiere access, or maybe they've seen it. Who knows? But yeah. Who knows? Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. And of course, thank you also for engaging in our recent content over on Instagram as well. We've seen a lot of people we over have there seen recently. An increase there again. Yeah. We're feeling very lucky at the moment. It's great. We've got a little community going on over there now. Yeah, so feeling yeah, very lucky, very blessed with our yeah. podcast. So today we're back to Disney Classics because we have neglected Disney Classics sadly <laughs> in the last month. Not on yeah. purpose, but it was no. the last time. There's been so much new content that we were like, we must review this now. Um so we're bringing it back full circle to Disney Classics. I think, is this the fifth one? Fifth, we're on the I fifth. Every single time we come into a Disney Classics episode. I have to, <laughs> to be I fair, I don't know if you do the same thing, but I forget about Fantasia. No, that's the one that is burnt onto my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we did Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> So, yeah, so this is the fifth one. So mm-hmm. we've done, we're going to test my memory now. So mm. we've, we've had already, if you haven't listened to the other classic episodes, we've had Snow White, which is episode mm. two. The end. No, we have Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the podcast. Um, <laughs> Pinocchio, which was episode six. Yes. Well remembered. Four on. Thank you. It's just maths. Um, <laughs> uh, I think then it was Fantasia, which was episode 10. It was. And then was. we had Dumbo, which was episode 14. Yes. Um, so if you haven't listened to the other Disney classics, maybe you're new and you, you love a Disney classic episode, if you like the style of this one, then they are the episodes you can go back to and listen to. So um, what we do every every four weeks, well, sorry, every fourth episode, roughly, um, we, are, we are running through the Disney classic animation movies in chronological order. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going back to the roots. So we'll have had like the newest Disney film last week with Raya, and then we're heading back to the 40s. This, yeah. Um, so yeah, we like to switch up a little bit. <laughs> we do. Um, we do. So they are quite funny episodes. They as well. are. They You'll are. Find. Especially when you when you compare them to the way we talk about like the more recent ones. Yeah. They are definitely different. We, we enjoy them because it's nice for us to kind of go back and rewatch. Mm. things that we haven't seen in years um, and yeah. I think quite a lot of them we've said like I think back because we're doing Bambi today <laughs> spoilers <laughs> <laughs> but I think I have like a hint that I used to love Bambi I don't know what it is mm. when I was watching it this evening I was like I feel like it ignited something in you yeah I don't know why it's been weird for me to like I was check with my mom if I had a problem um <laughs> Well, that that's, disturbed child. I mean, that's rude because I used to love it when I was younger. <laughs> no, but if this was like the only one that I watched, yeah, it was like, death and depression. But remember, 
I watched Pinocchio on repeat when I was younger. I remember well, I that's told what you. I thought this, this, this evening. I thought, oh god, we're both weirdos. Yeah, we are. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so our classics episodes follow quite like a nice structure. So we introduce the film and the background as usual, and then we we talk about our thoughts on the film now and in the time it was made because we're aware that when these movies were made, the slightly older ones. It was obviously a very different audience, different technology than we have right now. Um, We also look at our thoughts on the film generally. We talk about the characters and then we give it our rating out of 10. Oh, gosh. I've forgotten some of my old... I think I've written them on my phone. So I'm going to compare the previous ones, I think. Um, So that's, that's the episode. So hopefully you enjoy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Uh, and that brings us to our first Disney fun fact of the episode. So like many Disney movies, Bambi was based on a book. The novel was called Bambi, A Life in the Woods, and it was intended for adults, not children. Like mm-hmm. like most um, fairy tales, really, they're, they're a bit more gruesome and old. Yeah, a bit more is... morbid, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. Um, so if audiences thought the death of Bambi's mum was a bit harsh, they obviously haven't reviewed the source material. Among other things, Bambi's father shows him the corpse of a man who had been shot by his fellow hunter to show that humans weren't immortal. That is dark. Talk about tough love. But also quite educational. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose just like a biology class, isn't it? Yeah, it- yeah, it is weird, it is dark, but also on the flip side, like for us seeing like a corpse of a, an animal, it's gross, but it, it's also educational. Yeah, but we weren't showing it when we were one, Rosie. Okay, that is true. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't, I'm just it weird. Wasn't like, ah, you can walk now, Rosie. Like, here's a dead body for you to inspect. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's a bit weird. Um, yeah. So it could have been worse, really. Well, yeah. Um, like a lot of the fairy tales like with Cinderella when they like chopped in the original one they like chopped their ankles and their heels and toes off to get into the shoes so oh that's horrid yeah. no thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that we'll move on to segment number one and um, so this is where we kind of give you a, a, a quick uh, plot summary and we, t- we introduce kind of the film's background and the reviews we love a good review we do we do um so this is a bit of an easier plot summary for me to give in comparison <laughs> I mean, the last two episodes have tested me. Yeah, they have been an absolute challenge. I wouldn't have have known where to start with those. I would have got all muddled up. So props to you. Thank you. So... The, the plot for Bambi is, is a lot simpler. It's a more it's more similar to plots like Dumbo, where it's yeah. kind of more like um, kind of episodic moments in a life rather than following a specific story. So mm. the film opens beautifully in a forest, uh, and we learn that a baby deer has been born. So cute. Um, mm. And basically, the forest is loving it. Imagine like the Lion King, but with forest animals. Yeah. That is, that's accurate, yeah. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So the film basically just follows Bambi's life as like a year really in Bambi's life. It's only one year Mm. where we see him experience the different seasons. He grows up with his mum primarily. um, He's always there and then he meets some forest friends. He meets a rabbit called Thumper, meets a skunk called Flower in in the end. (laughs) Probably not as the original name, but hey, hey. Um, just a bit of flirting as, as, a, as a youngin as well um, but then sadly um, there's a bit of a tragedy halfway through the film uh, where Bambi's mum gets shot and dies um, and that's a bit traumatic for the kids to be honest mm-hmm. um, it's, not, it's not pleasant watching and as a kid it is shocking to watch Yeah. Um, 
And it's not the only animal to die in the film either. Um, so then we jump forward a year because it, that's kind of like at the end of the season, if you like, uh, in the middle of the season. So we've seen winter, Bambi's enjoyed snow, he's in, he learned how to walk, can now say the word bird and flower. Um, <laughs> and then we jump forward a year and Bambi's voice is broken and he's a man. Yeah. It only takes one year. Interesting <laughs> transition to adult voices, I felt, for all of them, actually. <laughs> it was quite traumatic. I think we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an interesting choice. <laughs> I thought two, two out of three of them were girls until their voices broke. Mm. I was like, mm, I was mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> so then we skip forward a year. Um, and in that year, actually, that's what makes up Bambi too, which we'll talk about later on um, because that's when his dad brings him up. And then Bambi has suddenly grown into like closer to a stag. Um, and then they're all flirting with women. Uh, they're all trying to get girlfriends. Which apparently it's very easy in, in Bambi's forest. It seems very easy to pick up a woman. Um, Within like, seconds. It, literally. Um, but then of course, man, the hunter is back. Um, basically comes and tries to kill all the animals, sets the forest on fire um and then we all live happily ever after and there's new babies yeah it just starts again spring starts again and that's lovely um but i'd assume that was like another year after because if if they've got babies unless that was really quick yeah how long the is pregnant for should we google it yeah, it does seem quick because also Thumper has like well to be fair. Lots okay. Of, well, I was gonna say, but that's yeah. funny. I was about to say exactly <laughs> the same thing, like in Zootropolis and Bonnie Bar. Is a deer pregnancy? Oh, to be fair, 222 days. So it must be a year later. Oh wow. Life there moves quick when in you're case, a deer. Any <laughs> in case anyone ever wanted to know the pregnancy gestation period for deer. <laughs> to, to be fair. That's for a reindeer, but that's a type of deer, isn't it? Yeah, seven and a half months. I have, I've got, it's okay. I've gone to a different website, can confirm, okay. seven and a half months. Fawning begins in late May and lasts through June. So there you, there you go. There we are. So that must have been where we were at the end of the film. Yeah. In the so fawning season. Go. How so, educational. So technically the film covers two years, but we only see really the equivalent of one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's the plot. It's 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 lacking in a structured plot. Mm-hmm. It's more about like exploring themes and ideas, and it's a very visual yeah. um, film rather than, than than plot driven or character driven. Really, it's just more about like feelings and emotions. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about more about that in a bit, um, in terms of the plot or lack of. Um, <laughs> Well, that's it, really, for plot summary. I don't really much much else you can say. It is quite simple. So the film was actually released in 1942, in August 1942, mm. which is obviously mid-World War II. Um, the book was actually based on a German book. Um, so the, bu- the book that I mentioned before, was it was German, and it was written by Felix Sultan. And it must have been quite a quick turnaround. I'm not sure when the book was released, but the book was actually banned in Nazi Germany in 1936, because it was a political allegory on the treatment of Jews in Europe, um, was the way that the Nazi government saw it. Um, so it was banned. So, And that was only six years before this film came out, which is quite scary when you think about it. Yeah, that yeah. is. Um, and the, the original book was, was burnt as part of the book burnings in uh, Nazi Germany. Wow. So it's really difficult to try and find an original copy of this book because most of them were burned, which is really sad. That is really sad. And it's also yeah. sad to think that a film like this came out during the midst of that time. Yeah. Like, Isn't it mm. funny how 
most of the films that we've talked about from the classics I came out in World War II. Yeah. And we didn't, I had no idea this many Disney films have come no. out in the middle of World no. War II. I had didn't no even think, I didn't make the connection that they would have no. come out in that time. I think it I is just weird. assumed there wouldn't be any. Yeah, um, and also like when I think about people going to cinemas yeah, during yeah. a war, I, I can't get my head around it. I think it's that's funny, why it's so it? important when we discuss like what we yeah. think about it in the time and stuff. But yeah. Especially when we looked at things like Pinocchio and we said that, mm. you know, it was like that idea of escapism. And again, with Bambi, I think we'll look at it when we talk in, in segment two, but the idea that there isn't a lot, I mean, there are dark themes, but it's yeah. not like, it's most of it is quite light and yeah. bouncy. Um, so, so yeah. Um, that's, that's his background. It's got quite a dark background for in a dark film. And it's interesting, yeah. I think, that they chose to, to do this film, knowing obviously that the book had been banned in Nazi Germany when they're, yeah. in the, when they're fighting the Nazis. So maybe that was a choice on purpose. I don't maybe. Know. But it's also quite sad because the author, so Felix Salton, didn't make a lot of money mm. on the film because he sold the film rights for only £1,000. Um, oh. And when you compare that to what the film must have made, yeah. Um, it's quite sad. There, there's, there's a tribute to him in the credits, which is a really nice tribute. It was like about like his ideas and stuff, but I think he probably would have preferred the money. Yeah. Um, so, which is quite sad, really. So his books were burnt. He made barely any money. Um, it's sad. But that, again, it shows what difference a time can make, like a, yeah. a time period can make, because like now, as I'll talk about in a second, like <laughs> the film, like is obviously it's out on a different world. And people are seeing different things in the film than people saw mm-hmm. back when it came out. So it's just so interesting. It's That's sad, though, as well. I've just, just Googled. So the actual film, Bambi itself, made $267.4 million US dollars at box office. Mm, that's... From a man's idea who gets... That's actually anything. crushing. That's actually yeah. so crushing, because it was his <laughs> original idea. idea. Yeah. Oh... Oh, well, let's hear the reviews then, shall we? Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so starting with the reception then. So I'll discuss briefly reception of the time it came out and then the reception kind of now, like the why. Of course, I forgot we we, we get two time periods. Yeah, we don't mess about. It's been so long since This is my favourite episode to do. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I should start with, obviously, you said it was released during the World War Two. And because of that, it didn't perform as well as hoped, as we know, the war really does affect Mm -hmm. Um, people don't tend to go and see the films as I said before I did think it was kind of weird like going to see a film in, in the war but also I'd want to because escapism so yeah, I suppose there's two one. sides of the coin isn't there because you've got like the escapism but also money is well tight exactly so, yeah like, like rationing and everything you're, you're picking between food or you know like clothes yeah it's, cinema it's different to now like for yeah. us like going to the cinema is so casual obviously it's still a treat but it's such a casual thing. But back then, well, I'm we sure... can literally do it in our living rooms now. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So... But for them, it was like a real like they'd have to like dedicate funds and everything. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it didn't perform as well as hoped initially. Anyway, as is the case with uh, Pinocchio yeah. and pretty much all the other ones we've mentioned. And then what we find happens is later on, there's re-releases yeah. using about the 80s. I think this one was and I mean, that the vault. Yes, exactly. The Walt Vault. The Walt Vault. And, it's, uh, that's what it's actually called, but I think it should I, be called the Walt I think Vault. it should. I, I love yeah. that. I just took it as that was what it was called. I was like, yeah, I love sure. you believe me. I was like, the Walt Vault, that sounds legit. <laughs> 
but yeah so they usually get re-released like later on and then they are really successful in that re-release um and this is an example of that uh, this film did really well in its re-release and made up for its losses in the original um what's the word earnings yeah, because I was looking at the, the figures there, and it's like by comparison, Dumbo only made one point three million. Mm. Um, was that when it was released? So it's not been. Um, I think I'm shocked that it's made that much money um, mm. for, for for the film that it is. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because they also I remember this actually as well. Not I wasn't in World War Two. <laughs> Back in my day, Back in 1942. <laughs> um, I remember when they did one of the re-releases, obviously that was in, must have been like late 90s, early mm. 2000s, because my parents bought like the special edition re-release yeah. and it came with, I think it came with a thumper teddy. I was going to say, they always came yeah. with like a little plush, didn't I they? I used to love that. I think that might have been a DVD or a video. I can't remember. Either way, it came with a little mm. plushie and I remember being so excited and I was like hugging my little thumper. Do like, you watching remember? It. They used to have like the adverts on the yes. and it would be like oh. the new special release Bambi is coming. Yeah. And those. it would like advertise with the yeah. It'd be oh. so appealing. I'd be there like, we must get this. <laughs> like I'm always like whenever I watch a Disney DVD, I'm like, we have to watch the adverts. Yeah. They're so nostalgic. Oh, anyway, slight diversion. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I just had to I had to tell you about that. Um, so yeah, so it didn't perform as well as hoped. However, it was nominated for three Oscars and oh. they were all um sound related. So it was nominated for best sound recording, best music original <laughs> song, and best music scoring of a dramatic or comedy picture. I'll give it the last two. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is a no for me. Yeah, um, it is quite chaotic. <laughs> it's just a lot of like, like the, the sound, which I'll talk about in a bit, but the sound, the music is beautiful, mm. but the actual sound mixing, it, it, it's like someone has turned the speakers up too high. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a technology thing, but we didn't have that in any other films. No, it did sound weird. a bit off as well, like on a different like note. Their voices sometimes were a bit weird as well. Like, yeah. I don't just mean the person's voice, like the pitch and like the whiny, volume. whiny, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it was weird. So, <clears> interesting. interesting. We didn't win. Uh, so, <laughs> but <you> obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's obviously a big thing to be nominated yeah. for such a thing. So, it did well in that respect. However, in 1942, Hunters actually spoke out against the film and what? they called it an insult to American sportsmen. That was in a that was in a um, magazine a magazine front cover, um, of like a hunter who was quite well known, I guess. Um, literally said, "This is an insult to my sport." And, and don't shoot animals. Yeah, I was like, "Tough, you're an insult to humankind, my friend." <laughs> wow. But it's interesting that that was posted though in a magazine because that again shows like how yeah. these things were accepted in that time and like yeah yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then I think you've also kind of touched on this a little bit with your own kind of opinion, but there was criticism for the lack of fantasy elements. So this is, if you think about it, the first of the five that doesn't have something fantastical about it or like mm-hmm. magical. Um, so people criticised that at the time. That. I've noticed people... we talk about this in detail later, but I noticed yeah. when I was watching it, it's the only, it's the first one we've seen so far that has got no humans in it. Mm. I know the hunter is like a, like. Um, alluded to but we never actually see you don't him. see their face uh, yeah assuming it's for him but you know yeah um, can never assume um no and i'm sorry i noticed that but you're so right i never even noticed the magic thing actually that's a really good yeah 
so people were quite not upset well maybe they were upset <laughs> but they criticized it because it didn't have that and I think obviously coming back to the escapism thing mm-hmm. I guess a lot of people rely on things that they can't see or experience yeah. or like it themselves so I guess that's that was one of the major criticisms um however and actually there was another criticism as well that I've read because people were not interested in seeing the life of an animal and um they mm. were they didn't like the display of obviously like the hunters said they didn't like the fact that humans were portrayed in a, a way a negative way it's classic like, humans classic exactly can't accept <laughs> that we make mistakes that's the problem but anyway on a different note today this film is viewed as one of the greatest animated films ever made um and it's recognized for its eloquent message of nature conservation mm. i like that i definitely yeah. pulled that out when i watched it i think now i'm a bit more like yeah. intelligent and aware of these things yeah. <laughs> you pick things up like that whereas before you just watch it and you wouldn't really think about it at least you just that watch was what it i did think please don't let bumby die yeah whereas yeah watching it and you're like there's more at stake <laughs> yeah you'd be like stupid man but then move on with your life whereas now i'm like oh <laughs> the raid so yeah that's like the overall reception but of course we'll discuss the scores because we all love the scores we love a good score we do so this one this one bambi had 7.3 out of 10 so for comparison that's higher than dumbo because dumbo had 7.2 but it's actually lower than snow white pinocchio and fantasia yeah but i think we determined in our other episodes that those critics we 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 don't know what they were watching yeah we (laughs) we do not agree with these people they they were just really excited to go to the cinema so they were just like it was great (laughs) because fantasia 7.7 no No, i'm sorry i'm sorry moving on (laughs) so then rotten tomatoes the critics gave it 90 percent. that's really high that's that i think that is possibly the highest we've had rotten tomatoes maybe snow white because everyone really loves and bigs up snow white don't they it's overrated um and then oh. <laughs> spoiler episode episode two. Two to find out yeah. more <laughs> exactly um and then the audience gave it 73 percent, so they weren't quite as convinced um so it seems to be like the average audience score doesn't it it that does it's always around 70 percent. yeah and it always seems to be that the critics is higher and the audience mm-hmm. is lower which is interesting yeah so and then lastly common sense media gave it a five out of five what? which is that's I don't five know. Five. That five out of five to me is perfect. So yeah, fair enough. If this is your perfection, um, but it's not mine. Watch some other films. Yeah. <laughs> like there's lots of other films out there, Disney films that deserve it's a good five out of five. Yeah, but five you know, out of five is a big claim. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're not even just comparing it to Disney films; you're comparing it to every film. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I wonder if they still would score it that if they went back. That's who knows? Should we find them? We'll do some Googling and we'll find who was at Common Sense Media in 1940. And it's now like a one out of five. <laughs> so then moving on to the reviews then. So I've actually got a review from Time Magazine from 1942. because It's always interesting to see what people said. Um, and someone, I don't have their name. <laughs> someone <laughs> said, uh, Disney animates Bambi from birth to buck. He is an appealing, wonderfully articulated little deer whose progressive discoveries of rain, snow, ice, the seasons, man, love, death, etc. make a neatly antlered allegory. It's very hard to say that, actually. 
I mean, I'll agree with them to an extent, but there's no way that Bambi is an articulated little deer. He, he no. He's a bird, and that's it. He flails around as well. <laughs> like, he's cute, but he's not articulate in the no. first half of that film. No. Um, but I agree with the discoveries. I agree yeah, that that is nice definitely the themes that. that we see. Um, I enjoy yeah. those scenes when he sees Snow first. Oh, I love um, it. That's really I, cool. I love seeing a character experience things for the first time. It's just so yeah. exciting. It, it reminds you of when you experienced it for the first time. It reminds you of like I love that scene with the snow because it reminds you of you know like when you see babies now like yeah. you see snow for the first time and their eyes are just like what is happening? It's so like, cool. Like awe and wonderment. Oh, yeah, so nice. Oh, lovely words. Well done. Thank you. Did an English degree, everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got to put it to you sometimes. <laughs> And then we've got a Metacritic user. They said, in my eyes, this movie is a fantastic coming-of-age film with clear-cut chapters, great character writing and interaction, and teaches easy-to-understand lessons for kids, and even some subtle underlying ones that even the mature audience can learn from. I'll agree with that, to be fair, and that's pretty accurate. I agree. I think it does teach lessons for everyone that watches it. But I, th- I think it is, the lessons are more aimed at kids, definitely. I was thinking this, and I feel like we, we've had this for quite a few of these earlier films. Mm-hmm. They are definitely more targeted to kids, which is interesting because it's almost like then the films have grown up with with us and like yeah. and with people because the, as, as time has gone on, the films have got more mature in their content. That's um, true. Which is interesting because you look at something like Raya or you look at something like Moana and like Rapunzel and you look at the idea of like, you know, um, like kidnapping and the idea of like mm. you know like destiny and your fate and whether you choose and all those different like deep meanings like look yeah. at soul like geez oh yeah <laughs> the deep levels <laughs> of psychology are there at work there mm-hmm. compared to when you then watch something like Bambi it is much simpler not a bad thing no you can tell that it's clearly been written primarily for children yeah whereas I feel like today's Disney films they're very good at doing like a double act where kids can enjoy it but adults can also enjoy it just as much yeah there's something for everyone there yeah. even if it is like sometimes more aimed at kids but I feel like Disney films now are just aimed yeah. at general because they <laughs> know soul. how many adult fans there are <laughs> I mean and, and that's where the money is to be fair oh is. absolutely <laughs> I mean look at us our rooms are like our flats are covered in Disney <laughs> Um, so yes, we agree with that one. And then we've got Michael Shinefield from TV Guide. He said, the honest, non-sugar-coated approach to the hard truths of life is what gives Bambi its lasting emotional power and makes it stand apart, not only from Disney's cartoons, but from virtually all others as well. Well, I do agree with that, because I was watching it before, I was like, because people... Everyone knows about Bambi and Bambi's mum being shot. Yeah. And it's made like jokes in TV shows and like it's it's something that's kind of universally discussed. And mm. I was thinking before when I was watching it, I was like, why? Like, why is that the way it is? Because the first half of the film, in my opinion, is quite it's slow and it's a bit boring. Just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Although the second half, banging, banging film. But mm-hmm. the first half, I was like, come on, like, hurry up and do something. Um, I, was like, I was like, is she dead yet? I was like, what's something to happen? I actually thought it happened in the beginning the whole time. Yeah. I've been thinking and it didn't happen. And I was like, what? Do you know what I think it is, Rosie? It's because Bambi 2 picks up after that. And I feel like yes. I thought Bambi 2 happened in Bambi 1. Yeah, so, yeah that's and I probably thought it. the end of Bambi 1 with, like, uh, F- Feline or however he says her name. Feline. Feline, yeah. That's it, thank you. Because <laughs> when you say it, it's not how I would say it. So I was like, what is he saying? And um, so I was wrong. But um, I assumed that was number two. So yeah. I was quite 
Um, so, but yeah, I, and then I think when you think about it, that it's because it's so raw and the fact that like you literally see birds being shot out of the sky, which mm-hmm. in a, fil- a children's film you never see. No. So I, I do think that kind of, and that scene where the mum gets shot is actually traumatic. It so, is. Um, it really is. It's to like block it out. I was cooking my tea. I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. Like it's too, too sad. Um, it is sad. So I agree, Michael. Yes. And then we've got Jeff Beck from The Blue Spot, who says, while its scarce plot may prevent it from being one of Disney's most memorable animated classics, Bambi remains an endearing and beloved film thanks to the delightful characters, the beautiful animation and the marvellous music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree, because it's not one of the most memorable. No. Or one you'd go back to watch constantly. No. But it's a nice one. Yeah. 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 And then we've got someone from IMDb. They said, the way man is handled in the film is surprisingly mature. Instead of putting the main characters against a laughable caricature, mankind's presence is unseen and feels more like a natural disaster than a living entity. In fact, Bambi might be one of the most adult films in the Disney animated canon. The wording was, of that is I was interesting. with you until that end bit. Because like, I agree, the way that they, they present humans mm-hmm. is very mature and it is very, it is. Like, it's very real. It's a very real and honest depiction. Yeah. But that doesn't make it one of the most adult. No, films. because the themes, as we've discussed, there's so many adult mature themes in the modern recent Mm. disney films so i get what she's trying to say yeah i get it i wouldn't go as far as she's gone no no and i agree like i think it is really maturely handled the way that humans are portrayed in this film Mm -hmm. i actually i actually really applaud it i know that sounds really what's the word morbid but i think you know you need to know kids need to know this happens like i'm sorry yeah and even the fact because i forgot the fire the fire happens at the yeah, end yeah me well. too and um, i was like oh i forgot this happened yeah um, and it, so again the idea of like forest preservation and stuff mm-hmm. that again is obviously a very adult theme yeah um, but i think i think because they're presented in quite simple ways mm-hmm. that for me lessens the impact for adults because there's less to think about it's not touched on enough for you yeah. to like be like oh because it's for kids so the idea is like ah like we'd be careful in the forest yeah so we like harm the forest which is a simple message for kids whereas adults already know that so sometimes with an adult film you need a different twist on it yeah make you think about it and question it differently so and that's where i action. think it misses out on the yeah. adult side a little bit um it has adult themes Yes, but I don't think it goes into them as deeply as like other films do. Yeah, like when you look at like grief in Raya, for example, mm. or like grief in Big Hero Six. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't hold up to that kind of level, that depth. Yeah, Ugh, but you wouldn't expect film. it to because no. it's only like it's a 1942 animated movie, so they want, exactly, they want... and they, they were still early in the animation genre. Like this yeah. is still a really early film yeah. in the creation of animation, so. Yeah, they couldn't have done too much more than they did. No. And then another person says, Bambi doesn't so much have a plot with a beginning, a middle and an end. Instead, it's simply a portrayal of life and the discovery, learning and danger we all come to face. Very true. Yeah, because you're right when you said earlier, it's not like a, a story, like a overarching story. It's like lots of little shorts I feel mm, like you could have. Yeah, Obviously, there is there is a bit of an overarching story, but like they're like kind of small 
It feels like that in the way it's cut as well because yeah. it fades to black at the end it of does. different sections and it feels and then it's like a new season, so it feels like you've skipped time. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from obviously like the end of the film, like the like the last part of the film yeah. is a bit different. Um when Bambi's kind of grown up a bit more. I say grown up when Bambi is one. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but I agree, I think the first half in particular, you're right, it is it is like watching shorts. Mm. But the shorts probably weren't well, actually no, they were a thing. I'm, well I'm, kind of fantasia-esque i guess yeah. like that sort of thing but we, we didn't like that yeah. so uh, <laughs> <Moving on. laughs> and then another person said aside from the horrible music in this film the lack of a real plot and characterization of characters stood out greatly in my mind um i don't think the music was horrible no the music in this is beautiful yeah the quality might not be the best you've ever heard but again expectations but the music is gorgeous. I always forget that um, Little April Shower is from this film. I love that song. Yeah. I love it. I think I had it on. I had a spring um, CD when I was younger that we used to play in the car. And I think it used to have, it had like Zippity Doodah. It was, it was a yeah. Disney song, but it, like, it had like the more older mm-hmm. like songs on. And Little April Shower, I used to love that song on, on that disc. And I yeah. just forget that it's from Bambi. And I love that scene. It's lovely. It um, is. Horrible music, no, I'm not having that. Sorry. Lack of a real plot, fair. Characterization of characters, yeah, they're offended, they're being offensive, aren't they saying the lack of? Mm, so, I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, I do agree with him in the second part. It's not greatly characterized and there isn't a great plot, but the music mm. is horrible. You can't have that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, someone says, What is Bambi's claim to fame? There's nothing special about him. He didn't do anything. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong for the first half of the film. He just kind of fall on his face for the first yeah, half. Yeah, but he is a newborn deer. Unacceptable. The <laughs> ambition there. Clearly people are expecting him to have a career path. <laughs> well, I think we identified in a different readers, um, different viewers one before, is the fact that it's not about Bambi. It's about the film and yeah. what Bambi represents. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think there is something special about him. And um, he does more than does more than Dumbo and Pinocchio. But that together. is true. Oh, Pinocchio! He's definitely oh, better than oh. Pinocchio. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, uh. that's yeah. Some people. How can you not like Bambi? I mean, you, you you can not like think he's the best character ever. But how can you not like him? He's so cute. He's so cute. So cute. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. And with that, mm-hmm. we'll move on to fun fact number two, which is very yes. appropriate to what we've just said. So, the animators studied deer extensively to get the movements just right. An artist spoke to animal experts, spent time at the Los Angeles Zoo, and watched nature films. They even got up and close and personal with two deer donated to the studio. I love that. I yeah, I think, so... have you seen the pictures of when they had the deer on set? Yeah, and they were so called cool. Bambi and um, Feline. I think I think they oh, actually they? yeah yeah I read this earlier wow. yeah um so I thought that was so cute That's and there cool. was like skunks as well and they had yeah. like bunnies I love that I That's think so I cute. read about the skunks that they they had to get rid of them in the end because they did smell yeah <laughs> not the most practical animal <laughs> no. to just have chilling around but I love that so cute um but animators really showed their dedication to the craft when they observed a deer corpse in various stages of decomposition for several evenings to see how the muscles and tendons really worked. Ew, that's That's a no from me. I mean, I could have done without that level of detail. I I mean, I know earlier I was all for corpses. I was going to say, we're a bit obsessed (laughs) with corpses in this episode. But I'd rather, I'd definitely rather spend time with the the live deer 
thank yeah. you. I, I, I'm, I don't need to see the muscles and tendons. And Someone can tell me about it. Smell. Yeah, that's gross. Like several evenings. That, that would be smelly. Forget the skunks. Also, I hope it wasn't the corpse of the two. T- <laughs> I don't know why it would be, but. I just that stresses me out the thought of it where did they get the deer corpse from? i mean so many I'm, questions disney i'm concerned uh, but on the front it's like it's cute it's like they they spent time often close with animals not the corpse bit that's not cute the first bit is cute i would love to do that imagine coming up like coming to work and there's just some deer and rabbits and skunks See, I think that sounds quite stressful, to be honest, because all, all I can see, we're quite different people. We all are. I'm having to run around and pick up after them when they've gone to the toilet. I knew worried, you were going to say that. Worried they're going to like, fall and hurt themselves. Worried someone's going to stand on a rabbit. I think that just sounds like absolute chaos. And imagine trying to concentrate. Imagine if you just realised like, how to draw the rabbit and then it moved. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It would be stressful. It would be like frustrating. Um, but need to be oh. a special kind of person to thrive in that environment is what I'm going to say. It would heavily motivate me. <laughs> heavily. I would have loved that. That's where I should have been. That that was my calling. I've missed it. Well, I'm going to arrange for it. You know, you know at Christmas, you can, you can get like Santa's reindeer. To come, I'm going to get them to come to your flat. Oh, <laughs> actually, honestly. <laughs> I thought we'll you were going to say. I thought you were going to say one of those things where you like have puppies in a room. And like you oh, can sit yeah. in a room with puppies and cats. I'd do oh. that because I'm oh. not cats. I'm allergic. But we can do so puppies. <laughs> Well, yeah. Why would you want cats? I love cats. I get past my allergies for animals. Oh, I can't. <laughs> sorry. Um, same with horses. I love horses, but oh, goats yeah. apparently. But yeah, I'm allergic to goats. I think. Oh. Um, yeah, I know it's quite specific. It is. Um, <laughs> Are you allergic to deer? I've never tried. I don't think so. I've been near deer. I never mm. suffered. So then it would have been an absolute nightmare if like, you were. <laughs> oh, it would have been. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I'm allergic to rabbits, although a rabbit did bite me once, and I don't think I've forgiven them, so... Oh, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder I'm traumatised by the thought of this process. Oh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Segment two. Um, this is where we discuss our thoughts on the film for its time versus our thoughts for the film in general. Um, so Because we like to be quite, you know, um, impartial when, when we mm. look at films and give you a rounded view. Yeah. Um, so, Rosie, what did you think of the film for the time that it was made and released back in 1942? So, again, not to focus too much on the war, but it's kind of the elephant in the room. Um, Don't mention the war. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do think, like, it would have been a very welcome film at that mm. time i know it's not the most fantastical as the criticism has said but it's beautiful to look yeah. at like get past the fact that the plot's not amazing how stunning like the opening it's scene gorgeous. yeah and the songs like for me it's such an experience of like you, you hear like beautiful music you're seeing yeah. beautiful pictures i love that and i think actually the film like obviously there's not much dialogue in it so i think mm-hmm. you do get the most kind of joy from the animation and the sound so it's quite a what's the word i'm looking for i was going to say immersive immersive experience look at you pulling up i know my degree is coming back (laughs) you've got like a dictionary hidden where i can't see yeah i've just got it here like (laughs) but it is immersive in the sense that like your senses are kind of being called upon to like because I feel like sometimes it's just hearing with films you can look away and yeah. still get an idea of what's going on but I feel like with this film 
you need to really engage and like look at it and yeah so I think that would have been very welcome during that time and again um the animation is improving I think since Dumbo I think we've gone steps up and I think they actually used did they use watercolor I think for the background there was something different I don't know if it's oil paint I think I do have this written down somewhere. Oil paints. Oil paints. So this was the first time they used oil paints for the backdrops wow. as opposed to watercolour. I was going to say, so did they use watercolour in the past then? Yeah. Yeah. So they used it in like Snow White, for example. Right. Uh, watercolour backgrounds. It does background. look different. I was thinking mm-hmm. this when I watched it, I was like, it's clearly still like a 2D background. Yeah. Um, but it looks more like vivid. It's yeah. Out. So yeah, that makes sense. And I like that because it shows that they're being experimental. Um with their films they're not yeah. just doing the same thing they're not repeating the same thing which, um, which, which continues to now I was telling Rose the other day that I was watching them um, a preview like promo video for Raya um, and The Last Dragon and they were saying about how Raya and The Last Dragon combines four of the different techniques they've used over several Disney films like in like already so from Tangled onwards things that. like to do with like nature to do with water so it, it's something that I think Disney animators have kept as an ethos is that always experimenting and always trying new things yeah it's really cool to think that animation is in the 40s were trying new things in the same way that animators now are trying yeah that's so cool that that they never give up and they never settle and I think again that's what put Disney at the forefront of everything is they never settle definitely they like to be challenged they like to take risks and they don't always pay off as we've seen with uh, box office but (laughs) they learn from them and then they experiment more and obviously um I love the fact that this is the first kind of animal film because we've not really got humans in it (laughs) (laughs) I love that because I think that was actually quite brave of them to do because people really like to see people we like to see people because we like to yeah look at people's lives it's just interesting isn't it more relatable obviously if there's a human on the screen as opposed to a deer obviously he can be relatable but you're not gonna think like oh yeah I roamed in that forest and like jumped over (laughs) that tree like (laughs) The guy that reminds me of the time that I saw my mother get shot by a hunter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think it was brave of them yeah. to do this because obviously they gauged that people liked animals um, with Dumbo. With Dumbo, yeah. It and was a little bit with Snow White. They did like a, a hybrid approach, didn't they, where they were like, yeah. well, they include animals in the other films and then they, they gradually added more animals in. Yeah. And, and it clearly worked. Yeah, and obviously we know Dumbo was very popular because he nearly yeah. made the front cover of a, ma- of a magazine. So people were obviously loving the animal part of that. So obviously they then took that further and did this whole film about animals. Yeah. So again, I love that because it just, I thought it was quite a risk because it could have yeah. absolutely flopped. I know it didn't do massively well at the time, but it could have done a whole lot worse as well yeah. because people might have just thought, oh, animals, like I'm not interested yeah. in that. Um, <laughs> and obviously some people did. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> But it's nice because then it kind of led on to Disney's legacy of having more films of animals in it as well. Yeah. So it wasn't just kind of, we're just going to see humans all the time. And it allows them to experiment with things a lot more as well. Yeah, I agree. And I was thinking when I was watching it, like how far they've come from like from Bambi to something like Zootropolis, which is yeah. insane with no completely different humans in it. And the way they've managed to evolve that that world of animals yeah, is so cool. Even when you jump forward a few years to Robin Hood and you look at the fact that they're wearing clothes and living. Yeah. The fact that they've managed to evolve these human worlds. Same with Jungle Book. I love Book. that. Because Jungle Book is probably a bit closer because Jungle Book, they're mm. not wearing clothes. It's still in their natural environment. But the relationships and the dialogue and the story and, and it's a lot more developed. So it's yeah. interesting 
the way that they had taken the idea of just animals and developed it over like de- like decades is so cool yeah because it's like humanized animals like over yeah over the course of their films yeah. and you can see it as well even just a development from the animals in snow white to bambi because yeah, so there were deer in snow white and actually something that came up um because i was watching it's called i think it's called inside walt's story meetings there's oh, something yeah. on disney plus that you can watch Ooh. and they were saying in that they basically wanted to make the deer more realistic as we said in our fun fact yeah. and they wanted to make sure that they actually looked like real deer because the ones yeah. in snow white they were kind of a bit more fantastical they weren't really very realistic yeah. um and i love that again because like I don't know, it's just nice that they, they, they took the time to actually focus on, like... It's the commitment and the effort. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so... Very cool. So, yeah, I do think um, if, I, if it was me in that time, like, <laughs> I would have absolutely loved it. It would have been so exciting, I think, to see a, this kind of portrayal of animals. Um, yeah. I know I'm biased because I love animals, but, <laughs> <laughs> but just the animation, though, like, I really do think that has come on a lot since Dumbo and what yeah. had it been a year a year since Dumbo yeah so like look at how far they can come in such a short space of time I, th- I just yeah. think that's incredible um yeah and obviously I get the criticism though with the lack of fantasy because I understand that maybe you want something that's a bit further from reality but I also think you're not an animal so that is <laughs> I, that is still quite removed <laughs> What more do you want me giving you animals? Yeah, to be fair, I yeah. So, but the hunting thing, obviously, that's. I like the fact that they included that. I really, it's really, funny, isn't that. it? Because, like, I think the thing you told us before about the magazine is really interesting. Because mm. today, it's a pretty universal opinion amongst mm. people who don't hunt mm-hmm. that it's wrong yeah. and the percentage of people who do hunt is a lot smaller than it used to be like I'm watching the crown at the minute on Netflix and they're going for like hunts every five seconds yeah. <laughs> and it's not Crazy. just like the, the posher people like mm-hmm. you've got like loads of people are, are, are taking part that that doesn't happen obviously it's illegal in, in quite yeah a lot of exactly areas. and We've then when you remember, remember when we had like all like the uh, the glory like hunter killings that were kind of oh, really yeah. publicized a few years ago with like yeah. um, Africa in particular they got like you know like um savage responses on social media mm. it was interesting to look at the fact that that would be so controversial now like yeah if that was sorry the other way around the fact that it was so controversial that it was being questioned yeah in 1942 whereas now we wouldn't ban either it, it no. kind of villainizing a hunter uh, no very, very interesting it is it just shows again like how much we've changed as a society yeah. and as a world um so and also in terms of like conservation um because you can kind of see that if that was the reaction at the time they weren't concerned with that as much obviously it wasn't at the forefront back then we know it wasn't um so yeah it's just interesting like because it shows we have evolved um or we are evolving we're trying to become (laughs) more aware but yeah, yeah so I think like I I would think it was a good film for its time um but how about you what do you think yeah, I agree with everything that you have said. Um, <laughs> I, I agree in the sense of like the the escapism because it's surprising me about the mm. fantastical element really because I imagine if you lived in cities that are being bombed, seeing mm. a forest might be quite nice. And let's yeah. not forget that like lots of these people, travel is completely different as it was yeah. now. 
So you can't just pop on a train to, or like drop, drop in your car to go to like the nearest forest or the park. It doesn't work that way. No. You can't just pop to the zoo. It's not a thing in the That's same so way true. That it is now. So for lots of these people, they've probably never seen a forest. Or yeah. A or a deer in real life. Exactly. So to, surely to see that on television, um, sorry, or on, on the big screen in the cinema, must have been quite impressive and, yeah. and quite removed from the everyday life. Yeah. Um, was, was what I would, would have thought. Um, I think you're right. The one thing I picked up on is the animation is definitely an improvement. Mm. Um, it's, it echoes for me more of Snow White. I think yeah. the animals and the, the forest, it's still quite dark, which surprised me a little bit. You know, in the opening credit scene, it I tried to put the brightness up on my iPad because I started watching it on my iPad. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm on full brightness. So it still <laughs> felt quite dark at the beginning, mm-hmm. which surprised me given that it's meant to be spring. Um, yeah. That was quite interesting, but it could have been to do with experimenting with watercolours. Maybe it was the wrong colour. Yeah, maybe. But I think the animation has definitely improved. I think when you look at Bambi and, and the way that the animals move compared oh. to Snow White, which again, we're only talking five years yeah. beforehand because they've, they've released so many in that period. Exactly. That five year gap they look like individual animals rather than, than, than drawings. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. We all know I love my water. Um, <laughs> and I think I, I've judged like the um, development when you look at the water. And mm. I think the, the scene at the end where Bambi and his dad jump into that waterfall, oh my goodness. Oh, like the water, gorgeous. it's not Moana level, of course. Of course. But you look at that compared to... Um, I mean, Pinocchio's water was was fab, but it mm. was still, you could tell it was like one frame after the other. You could kind of tell yeah. that. Whereas I feel like in this one, it, it flowed a bit better. Pardon the pun. <laughs> it flowed a bit better. Um, yeah. The animation I thought was was a real, a real highlight. Again, the music, I think the music throughout this is beautiful. And I feel like this mm-hmm. does what Fantasia tries to do, but with a bit more story where the, the music tells a story for most of it because we don't get a lot of words. We yeah. don't get a lot of character. We don't get a lot of background on anyone. No. And so the, the music is responsible for telling the story. And um, when we're in the forest and when it's winter and we change season, obviously we see it on screen, but the music is doing that. And yeah, then when, when we're in the meadow... Exactly. And then when we're in the meadow and the hunters, you know, suddenly appear and everything goes wrong and everyone runs away, you could close your eyes and you would still know what was happening on screen because the music is that strong in this film. So when they said before about the music being horrible, I'm so confused. (laughs) Um, It can be a bit chaotic at times. Yeah. A big orchestra. Um, but it's, I think the music is one of the massively strong parts of this film mm. uh, because it's it, it fills in the gaps where speech should be. I didn't really miss it. I didn't miss the dialogue either no. because the music was so strong. So I really, I really, I really love the music in this. Um, although, as I said, I think it is a reflection of its time again is the fact that the sound mixing was interesting. And I wonder if that is a thing of the time or mm. whether it was just badly done because we haven't noticed that before with any of no. the films where it feels like it's recorded too close to the microphone or something like that. Yeah, um, it's weird. Which is interesting. So who knows if that's a thing for its time or not. Um, so yeah, from an escapism point of view, I think it probably would have been. But then again, I wasn't in the war. Um, yeah. So who knows? Um, yeah, again, I think it follows that time period structure of kind of more episodic less of a plot more about mm. snippets of people's life um it does follow that more um with things i mean because dumbo was the same yeah asia was the same pinocchio yeah same. it was the same so i think it's following in that pattern 
which to maybe at the time that's what audiences enjoyed maybe it's just yeah. different to what way we are now if that's the pattern um so yeah i i think for its time i think it is pretty impressive particularly in terms of animation and music mm. again um, mm-hmm. and just and, and the the bravery like you said to do something called animal when that hadn't really been done mm-hmm. um as far as we're aware as yes. always if we're wrong please yes. correct we are us. open to being wrong <laughs> but we um we think it's probably one of the it's definitely one of the most prominent and like action driven ones of animal yeah yeah so yeah i think it's i think it's fab um i wonder if people would be bored by it after seeing something like dumbo or snow white which is what because even though dumbo as we said it kind of is a bit slow at times Mm. more like dramatic moments throughout whereas i feel like with with um bambi it gets dramatic in like the last 30 minutes <laughs> and yeah. then it stays high for 30 minutes. Whereas the, the, the first, like, I don't know, what is like 50 minutes? Like, you know, it's, no, it's not that long. It's only an hour and 10 minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so the first half is, is much slower. So I wish, I would, I'd be interested to know how that was received mm. in cinemas. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a good film for its time. You can clearly see an animation development. Uh, music is beautiful. Um, again, it's quite risky. It's quite different um, to what they've, what they've done before in terms of the lack, the lack of humans and the, the villainization of humans. Yeah. Because again, if we look in the past, in Pinocchio, the villain, the, the villains are. I mean, there's, there's one villain that's a man. Um, yeah. You, you have animals are villains. When you look at Snow mm. White, she's a witch. So is she really a human? Yeah. It's not quite as clear. It's very cut. rare, exactly, that we've got like a normal human just being the villain. So that's quite different as well. So I think there's lots of firsts in Bambi. Yeah. Um, and again, the animation is stunning. So as, as it always is, especially when you yeah. look back in, in time, um, it is gorgeous. So so yeah. Um, yeah. Similar similar thoughts then. Yeah, which is good. It's yeah. And um, what did you think of the film, like overall, without considering context? And we've we've done the nice polite bit. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think of the film in general then? Well, you say that. So, I actually really enjoyed it. it I will say it is slow. It is. I can't mm-hmm. deny that. But I kind of liked that because it meant I didn't have to have a big attention span, and I didn't have to like pay attention to every single thing. Whereas, like, with, like, modern Disney films, I literally feel like I, if I miss something, I've missed That's a so huge true. plot point. You have to rewind. You have to rewind. <laughs> you have to go back. And it's quite stressful. Um, but, like, with this film, I quite enjoyed the slow parts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just because I love animals. <laughs> um, but I just liked it. It was very chill, very relaxing, therapeutic watch. At least in the beginning, it was therapeutic. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it got stressful. <laughs> but, like, what I liked was, you know, like, the natural sounds, like, the birds chirping yeah the the raindrops like pattering soundscape is insanely mm. good see i loved that i thought that was really beautiful like the waterfall like you said it's just a very blissful like atmosphere was created in the yeah. film and i like that because you know it makes you kind of feel like not quite that you're there but it does <laughs> make you feel chilled when you're watching yeah. it and i know that's not necessarily what you watch a film for and you want a plot but for me like I, I did enjoy that element to it. That's I good. will say though, it does feel disjointed to me because I feel like they should have yeah. made a choice. They should have either done lots of little short stories all together. Yeah, I agree. Um, which would have made more sense. Or you do one whole plot. You, you, yeah. you follow it through and it makes sense because the timing to me of some things, for example, when his mum gets shot. So there's a little bit of drama after that. 
but then suddenly we've got happy spring yeah. song music again and it's like mm, it's a bit disjointed like and yeah. also like it's not built up enough as well like the, the dramatic section like we don't have a lot of build up towards it in my eyes at least anyway like the suspense mm. isn't quite there as much as it is for other films for me i think for that it's probably because it is targeted towards kids so they can't yeah. dwell too much in it because kids would cry and never watch the film. yeah they can't scare them off too much and i quite enjoy the fact that we have that time jump i don't know why because mm. it doesn't make any sense like we should we should see like his dad finding him and being like dude like you know like sorry i know we, we do see that but seeing more of that moment yeah the aftermath too yeah but i quite I quite enjoy that that, that skip forward. I, I think maybe because it would have been too traumatic to watch Bambi Green. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's true. But you're right in the fact that when we skip forward a year, there's kind of no recollection that his mum's died. It's a weird jump, isn't it? It's like an unsaid, an unspoken thing. No one mentions it or like no. brings it up or anything. It's like a passing. Seen each other for a year, <laughs> and no yeah. one thinks to mention it. I agree. It's odd. But I think it works in this. I think it works in the film for the target audience. For the kids. Because, I, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Um, and then I think they obviously fill that gap in with Bambi 2. Um, yeah, which I love Bambi 2, by the way. I need to, um, yeah, I can't wait for us to do that one because I definitely need to remember it. Um, yeah. Because clearly I didn't remember Bambi properly. Well, I, I remember more of film. that one than this one because I actually That's thought there was I a think. lot of that in this. So yeah, same. <laughs> I was waiting for it and I was like, this is not what I thought it was. When he grew up, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is sudden. It's like the antlers have just appeared. I was like, yeah, I was where like, was the development? <laughs> yeah, I was like, where are all these scenes that I definitely remember having seen and it was definitely Bobby too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. like, I just feel like it was a bit disjointed like i don't know how to explain it i think i would have just preferred like one solid ongoing plot no, that I made a bit more that. sense or I texted, you, didn't I? I texted you and said like i was really bored yeah and i was like it's so slow i was like it's a beautiful mm. film but like what's the point yeah um, and then it, then he grew up and there was a fire and there was fights and there was all sorts yeah and I was like wow like, it what happens so fast it's just so much like so it's like blissful in the beginning like i said love that and then suddenly it's like action everything's happening so i, yeah. I needed a bit more of a combination yeah I needed all to be spread throughout through. yeah and troughs. <laughs> yeah exactly um so that was like my main criticism is it's just a little bit stilted like when you're mm. watching you feel a bit like oh like what's this now yeah um but for the most part i really enjoy the film i do like like you said it is slow and obviously they could have done a bit more with the plot um but I think for me, I like the characters, which we'll touch on a bit later, yeah. but I like them enough and I like the animation enough to watch this film and enjoy it without there being like a groundbreaking plot to it. So See, I but, think that's where we differ. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so it's not like one of my favourite Disney films. Don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> it's not in my top ten. But I would watch it again. Um just not like it wouldn't be like one that i'd be like oh i must watch bambi yeah. again um but it's not one like fantasia where i'm never watching it again um <laughs> ever <laughs> unless it's for like research reasons on the podcast again yeah. <laughs> like a parody of our previous episode <laughs> or if someone else hasn't watched it and i have to watch it with them yeah. because they want to watch it then yeah then exactly but yeah so i, I don't think it's like the best film ever made but I also, I don't think it deserves the hype, though, actually. I do think it is quite mm. overhyped. But as we found with all of these classics, the originals, 
they do seem to be very overhyped just purely because they are like Walt's original pieces and so they're kind of celebrated a lot more I think than they than they deserve to be sometimes because like Snow White is so over over overhyped and overrated um sorry if you're a Snow White fan yeah sorry we we don't really get it listen to episode two and you'll you'll see because it's not it's not a bad film as we've said but it's just yeah. we don't we don't we see surprised ourselves i don't surprise myself when i watched it back yeah I rated it higher than some of the other other classics yeah <laughs> but but it's, it's not one i go and watch again um, no 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 so i think this film doesn't deserve quite celebration that it gets but as we said obviously for consideration of its time which i know isn't what this section's about <laughs> i do think it deserves yeah. Um, you know the the nice comments that it gets, but I feel like we're quite different on this. <laughs> not not that different. I agree with everything that you said. Mm. Um, the difference being that for me, I don't know when I would ever feel like watching this film. Mm, like an urge. Like yeah. when I was watching it, I was like, "What emotion would I need to be in to watch this film? Like, yeah. what would be a trigger for me to be like, I must watch Bambi. I'm in the mood for Bambi. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever have that urge because for me, and this one point where we probably do do differ, I don't get the character thing. I think for me, the characters are so two-dimensional, it's really disappointing. Um, interesting. I know, it is interesting. I think I think they try, and I, I think they try and make them more, but for me, they're just, they're just not. I think because we see so little of them and they talk so um, infrequently, mm. Obviously, like Bambi, we know a bit more about because we follow his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, when we look at like Thumper and and um, Flower, in my head they were in it much more again because I think of Bambi too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're they're not in it a lot. Um, when they are in it, their personalities are very like samey all mm-hmm. the time. Like Flower is shy, Thumper is overconfident and gets told off. <laughs> like. I think, mm. and for me, that's where you're targeting children, where you're targeting yeah. where it's like, these are the different people that we associate this person with this. So your characters are less complex. Not a criticism because it's a kid's film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think watching it now as a 23-year-old, I'm like, there's not... I don't have that connection with anyone for me to want to watch it back. Yeah. Um, for a particular character. Don't get me wrong, they're adorable. And I think that you were saying, I don't think it deserves the hype but mm. i think it deserves the amount of like merchandise and stuff you get from it absolutely beautiful. so that's the difference for me is i think this film is one that you appreciate more for me outside of the film yeah i think when we get merchandise or we get like um images or paintings or you know, mm. like whenever you get the like thomas kincaid calendars yeah. and stuff, the bambi stuff is beautiful yeah um because that, that, that world is lovely it's so stunning it's untouched by man for the most part mm-hmm. so I love that side of it, but for me, the pure like the lack of plot in the first half compared to the second half was bizarre. Yeah, like it's like two different films. Um, it is, and I loved the second half of the film. Absolutely loved. I loved the fact that they had like the when they grew up and it's really funny and they're, they're seeing girls and they don't know how to act. And um, I think that's hilarious. And yeah. when someone's like, I'm not gonna have a girlfriend, and then it's like, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, two um, seconds later. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> So I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the dynamics with like with Bambi and his dad and Bambi and um, Feline. 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 There we go. We got it. There we go. <laughs> it's because I want to say feline. That's why. I know. I mean, yeah. With Feline, I love that. Um, I also love the kind of. I forgot that happened where another another random stag just tries to. It's yeah, me too. Kind of like 
sexual assault scene with Dia. Yeah, that was quite dark. I th- I was not expecting that. I like, came no. out of nowhere. I forgot. So you that have happened. that. You have the fire. You have like there's, there's a lot of trauma in the film mm-hmm. um, that we get towards the second half. But I just feel like. Like I say, because the first half is quite slow and it's more sensory based. I feel like yep. it's more about the the sounds and the snow and the images on the screen, which yeah. is fine. But that that's nice to watch every now and again. But it's mm-hmm. not a film that I'm going to come running back to. Yeah. Um, the colors in the film are beautiful. I love like when we have the fire and we get all the different colors. It's beautiful mm. visually. But for me, that's not enough to pull me back to this film when there are other films in the Disney repertoire that are just as visually stunning, if not more so, yeah, with an even more impressive plot. And I'm not even talking about, like, you know, because the more recent ones, of course, are going to be because you've got, like, technology has improved. Yeah. But even when you look as far back as things like The Lion King, which is a bit closer than, obviously, we are now, mm. um, or you look at The Little Mermaid, which is, like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Aristocats, which you look back is 50s. Uh, Jungle Book is 50s, I think. Um, mm-hmm. That's only like eight years later, and their story is is much better. Yeah. It's much more gripping. There's more um, of a story. The characters, you kind of, you you move along with them. I think mm-hmm. it's this cheap, crazy. People might not like me for this. Here we go. I'm, I'm used to it. It's fine. Um, for me, I'm a little bit sick by this point of the protagonist being pulled and pushed to a plot by everybody oh, else. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's the same. Snow White does it. Pinocchio does it. Fantasia, who even knows what that was? So that doesn't look to the whatever. Um, Dumbo does it. So everyone is kind of being pushed and pulled and we're struggling to get to know who the actual protagonist is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit like Raya <laughs> in the last... Well, yeah, I was just thinking you know, that's what we said know, last it's, time. It's not just an old film problem. It does happen. But I feel like in these classic films, for me, that's the one thing that, that holds them back is that it's like they're being pushed from pillar to post without much of a direction themselves. It's hard yeah. to be gripped by the film when they're not gripped by the film themselves. Yeah. Um, which is different in the last like twenty minutes when Bambi really takes charge and he goes to help like uh, Feline and then he's like running around like fighting dogs and whatever. Like I enjoyed that section yeah. because you see more of Bambi and Bambi's character. Um, which again we get more of him in Bambi too, so it, it's kind of recovered a little bit there. But that's the big thing for me. I was like, I, we, we've seen this character again, where it's mm. like a brand new character. Because let's not forget, both Dumbo and Pinocchio are born right at the beginning of the film, just like Bambi is. Yeah. And we see them learn to walk. We see them learn to their first steps. We see them trust people they shouldn't trust. Like there's all these different things. That I'm like, we've seen it before. So mm. for me, it feels like this kind of carbon copy of the protagonist has been outworn by this point. Mm. I like that they rectify it slightly at the end. Um, it's just, it's a shame because I think Bambi could have had so much more to him in terms of like that curiosity, but we don't yeah. see it as much because there's always someone else there. I don't know, I don't quite know how to phrase it because he is curious and he has got things about him. I think the problem is, is that he's the latest in a long line of his protagonists. So it's yeah. not as interesting anymore, sadly. Um, yeah, but if he was the first he, of that. Exactly, if he was archetype. like, if he'd come before... Um, another lovely word. Thank you. <laughs> if he'd come before like Pinocchio and, and come before um, Dumbo, probably would have been more engaged with it. But yeah. the fact that I, I, when I was watching it, I was like, this is like I'm watching Dumbo again. With the, yeah, the I actually, I get that. Because I think it's, he's just lacking personality. I think that's what it is. Like the, the... Yeah. It's there. It is there. It's, but it's it not again, enough. Like, he's not, 
even if he'd gone on like a wander for his own in the in the forest and like I don't know, discovered mm. some new type of bird or flower or something, I don't know. On his but, own, yeah. Like, it's always like with other people telling him things, telling him what to do. Yeah. I just feel like we've seen that before. Yeah. Um but Definitely. like I say, like when you get like the, the merchandise in like um in prints or in Primark or clothes. Oh. Or, like, stationery from Bambi is stunning. So I'm glad we had the film for this. Yes, for this thing. exactly, because, like, I wouldn't have had my beautiful Kath Kidson bag. I've got, like, a Bambi is, bag. That is the bag that I'm imagining in my head is, yeah, is that I've bag. Got, and I'm like, yeah, it's beautiful. So I can't exactly be like, ugh, no. Bambi. Like, I have a, a Bambi bag, so And my friend <laughs> right. Amy, who I lived with in, in America, she had the most beautiful Bambi bedding. I was so oh, jealous when we were over there. Bambi bedding. I think she'd flat-packed it and brought it with her, whereas I'd bought, like, the Walmart one. Mine was still nice, but mm. it wasn't. It wasn't Bambi, and oh. it was beautiful. Uh, like the Bambi collection at Primark is stunning as well. Yeah. So, um, I think what it's appreciated for most, looking back on it from today, is mm. its visuals. Definitely which is beautiful. And yeah. and it's it's um, bluntness because it is very blunt. I mean that scene where oh my goodness, the scene where that stupid bird was told not to fly up, and she goes, "I've got to fly," and then she gets shot, and I was like, "Well, it's your fault." I know. Isn't it? <laughs> That was so stupid. But it's very, you literally see like the bird like drop dead. Yeah. Like a dead yeah. weight. So it is very like blunt and brutal in the way yeah. that it approaches themes. As mm-hmm. limited as those themes might be. Mm. Um, yeah. For, but for me, the, the lack of in, interesting characters. For the majority <laughs> of the film. Majority of the film. Because I know it's not the whole way through. Because like I say, I love the characters later on. I, I think yeah. they're, they're older. They're far more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lack of the plot for the first half just, mm. just lets it down for me as in like for me personally watching it i don't think it yeah. lets the film down overall but i think i think you make a good point as well about it being quite like um disjointed and that's yeah. a really good point is that you know you're trying to follow along with the timeline and it's quite hard to follow along with to try and figure yeah. out where we're at um so i'd agree with that so yeah i think i think it's a good film i think it's one of the it's one of the better older classics in terms of like mm-hmm. the visuals that we've seen so far and even in terms of some characters yeah um, but i don't think the characters kind of represent anything and that mm. for me is a problem if i, I was going to watch it again um because i don't feel connected to any of the characters mm. sadly um so it's because there's no strong independent woman there that's your problem that is that is the problem because <laughs> <laughs> even um, Feline, i was like and then she would just have run away i was like what are you calling back you, me for yeah. I was like, you've got back legs <laughs> <laughs> i knew that would be your problem <laughs> to be fair that is another thing is in terms of women because i thought that i definitely thought that flower was a girl oh yeah me too and then hmm. I, part of me has always been like is stumper a girl because i could never work it out like <laughs> I think because Stumper's imagery comes with flowers quite a lot as well, yeah. like whenever you yeah. see him on things. And then when the voices broke, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in a second in terms of characters, <laughs> I was like, oh, they're all men. I was like, I see. So all of the, all of these animals, of course, even the animals are all men, apart from the one woman who gets shot. And then when we bring in the other women, they're all like wives and childbearers. Mm-hmm. So do have a slight problem with that, but I'll forgive it slightly because of the time period. There's there's me and scene. <laughs> <laughs>
Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Which brings us to new fun fact number three. Um, so Walt's own daughter protested the death of Bambi's mum. When Diane Disney complained about the needless death, her dad explained that he was just following the book. So she proceeded to point out other instances where his movies had veered away from the original material. And besides, she said, he was Walt Disney and could, do, could take whatever liberties he liked. I like her. She sounds sassy. She sounds good. He also clearly ignored her. Yes. <laughs> clearly didn't value his daughter's opinion, did he? <laughs> I it's love that name of... as well. Diane, Diane Disney. Disney. Yeah. That name. flows. That's nice. It's interesting, actually, because if, if anyone has seen um, Saving Mr. Banks, which we'll have to episode on, oh. I love that film. And it talks about the fact that, like, Walter promised his daughters that he was going to get the rights to the um, Mary Poppins books yeah. the film. So it's interesting that his child felt so strongly and yet he was like, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that though. Yeah, it's cool. That is cool. Right, well, now we're moving on to the characters. Um, so this will be interesting, I think, yeah. <laughs> after what we've already said. But um, specifically, as we have already mentioned, there is a distinct lack of humans in this film. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one is alluded to. We know there's one there because they shot his mum. Didn't just come out of nowhere, did it? Um, <laughs> but this, this is where behind the scenes is actually Bambi's dad with a shotgun. <laughs> He's like, man, are evil, just so that he can rule the forest and move it's, everyone out. It's all a ruse. Um, so, yeah, obviously, we need to touch on the fact that there isn't humans in the film because every other film so far, there are mm-hmm. very much humans there. So it's the first Disney animation with a full animal cast, bar, obviously, the man, or just the human. The man <laughs> is in the forest. Yeah, <laughs> so dramatic. There's so, such a long pause before that sentence. I, I thought know. it was like stalled, and I was like, oh no, she's just being dramatic. <laughs> so when he looks back, and you're like, are you going to get on with it? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so how do you feel about a lack of humans in this film? I'm fine with a lack of humans, not fine with a lack of personality. Um, <laughs> That's not the question. <laughs> but because I feel like people, like because they're not, they haven't got human qualities, it's mm. like they're kind of like neglected the animals' personalities. So I feel like maybe if there'd been humans in it, maybe we'd have gotten more person. But actually, no, I'm wrong because we had that in Snow White and they didn't talk, so I'm wrong. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I enjoy the fact that there's no humans. I think it's completely different. I like the world it gives. It gives you a brand new opportunity for animation because you get to focus on the animals rather than an add-on. I love yeah. that. Um, I think it's really brave. And I think, like I said, we said before, it's led the way for future animal films. So you, you go from here, like I said before, you've got Jungle Boy, you've got The Lion King, we've got Zootropolis. Mm. We have, I mean, Brother Bear is an interesting one. There are humans in that, but that's a whole other situation with humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but there are loads um, mm-hmm. that, that probably wouldn't have happened if they hadn't done Bambi. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I applaud it. I think it's nice. I think it's cool. I don't really notice. When I sat mm. down and thought about it before, I was like, oh yeah. Um, so yeah, especially when you look at the other humans in, in the previous films, none of their personalities were pretty impressive either. So no. why not see a deer instead of Snow White? I'd rather <laughs> see that. Um, and it gives you, again, like an insight into a world that we're not privy to because obviously mm. we're not animals. So I do like that. And I, I'm you'll know that I'm a fan of like seeing things from a different perspective. Like I love twisted fairy tales. I love yeah. kind of all those different twists. So for me, seeing the world, like seeing 
seeing hunters from an animal perspective i think that's really cool i think it's a really clever way to teach kids about it um so yeah i love it i'm i'm a massive fan um, even if the characters didn't maybe have as much level as I would like in a character because I'm quite demanding my character. You are. It's as very I have much realized <laughs> your request. I have realized since we're on this podcast that I am like, no personality, no time for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but, but putting that aside, I, mm-hmm. I do love the fact that it is all animals and I assume yeah. that you do as well. I do. I do. <laughs> But what I love the most is, as we said, it's quite risky and quite brave. I think one of the most brave things is to actually villainize a human, yeah, villainize mankind. True. We kind of touched on that a little bit before, but I like the fact that the only kind of representation of humans in it is mm-hmm. that we're villains and that we're doing these things that are damaging yeah. other creatures. I like that because it might be something that people didn't necessarily think about like or still people don't necessarily think yeah. about like their actions and their impact upon wildlife and creatures so i like a film that can address the fact that we make mistakes as a human yeah. race i like that because we should be ashamed of ourselves for yeah. you know actions that endanger other creatures because yeah. they have just as much right on this earth as we do <laughs> i'm very passionate about this yeah. no, but, no but you are right and i think I think the way that it's shown, it is again the idea that it, it's it's a broader social problem. But that if you Ooh. have one exposure to one type of thing or one type of person, and you have a bad experience, you then assume that everyone has the same. Like it's the same. Yeah. Um. Like you know, when people talk about racism, people say, "Well, like it's not everyone." Or people talk about like men, it's, mm. like, it's not all men. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no one said it was everyone. But if you have a bad experience with a specific type of person or a specific like with an animal, some people are terrified of dogs because like one dog attacked them when they were younger. And yeah. Every other dog might be the best dog in the world, but that one experience can really define your understanding. Mm-hmm. So I think it does that really well. Is especially from being from an animal's point of view, is that animals why would animals know any better any interaction they've had with humans has been negative yeah um, so yeah i think you're right i think it's a very brave thing to do and it's, it's it's very insightful it is and it shows as well it only takes one person for these things to happen yeah so true so you know when someone says i won't make a difference you will yeah you will make a difference you do make a difference so i just i just think that's great and i think for its time i know obviously you know, I don't think they were trying to promote conservation no. <laughs> as much as like I'm reading into it I don't now. Know, though, you know, actually, when you look at it, I think they, they probably were because yeah, you look at the, like, why would you include it otherwise? Yeah, Although, like why would you make it a hunter? Why would you not have like Bambi's mom fall off a cliff? Yeah, I mean, like it's deliberate. I think it is. You're right. So yeah, maybe. Um, but I just really appreciate that, and I think that's great. Like they included humans um and like as a villain i like that i think that was very brave very different um yeah but um yeah i didn't miss humans no (laughs) i didn't miss them at all and that's probably because (laughs) i probably prefer animals to humans anyway um so i loved the fact that it was a film of animals I mean, lots of my favourite films are films about animals. Very true. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't say I didn't, I and didn't again, like it. that shows our preferences because obviously, you like, I think we said before, where like most of your top films have got animals or some form of creature in them. Yeah. As like a main character and mine all have strong independent women in them. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, with like, and 
and I, you're going to hate me for this, but I sometimes find like the animal sidekicks annoying. Only sometimes. Mm. No, sometimes I can get I watch that. them and I'm like, oh, can you get off the screen? Like, where, what's happening? Is I someone get dead? Sometimes they um, can be a bit disruptive to the plot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also like strong characters too. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean <laughs> no, like, no. Rufus, like a submissive like housewife. In the I'm 40s. so passive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. More the fact that like we can see where our like opinions come from yeah. and how they're reflected in our actual like preferences of film yeah and what we yeah. like the most from things yeah yeah so i was always gonna love this film um because of the fact that it is all animals so yeah 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 so since you love it so much <laughs> tell us about your favorite characters then um right so my favorite character visually um is flower because okay. i think he is i thought he was a she until I googled yeah. it yesterday when I was watching it. When the voice broke, I was like, hmm. Another important message for the current society, never assume a gender. Exactly. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Yeah. Because um, the whole time I was like, oh, she's cute. Um, but I think he is absolutely adorable. And there's this yeah. one scene where he's quite clearly trying to hibernate and his little, like, oh, yeah. what, what even is it? Like a hole in the tree, like a little burrow? <laughs> I don't even know what you'd call that. <laughs> and he's like wrapped in his tail Oh, I was I was watching that scene and I was like, I wish it was acceptable I for humans. Disney tales. Like like, so like, much. like Nick Wilde's tale. Oh yeah. Like they they are good with their tails, aren't they? They are. Yeah, because like Judy Hopps' little bunny tail as well. The Cute. Lion King's tales when when they move like in sync or they mm-hmm. yeah. I am a fan of a Disney tale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just I love the fact that like we saw a skunk as well. I don't know. It just it doesn't feel as what's the word like it, it feels a bit different like you don't yeah, really yeah. see skunks very often i think that's what it i'm trying to say it normalizes it a little bit doesn't it yeah it makes them, like, more than just smelly animals which is quite nice yeah and i think he had an interesting personality i know you don't think there was much of one but he was quite bashful quite yeah, shy he and, was. and importantly for this time i think this is why we were led to believe that he was a girl very true because that is how we were shown women speak if you think about snow white she's very bashful she's very coy very shy that sort of thing um Mm. and i know some of the dwarves were as well of course bashful himself (laughs) but i feel like that is how women are shown more than men so that i think that is why like the eyelash fluttering that we saw so much of in snow white that we barely saw her eyes open yeah (laughs) i never thought about that yeah so i think i like that because it kind of defies stereotypes very subtly. Yeah. But, like, I like that because Absolutely. it shows that... I never thought that before, Rosie. See? Like, There's more depth than you realise. Well, <laughs> I didn't say that, but thanks. <laughs> I'm clutching at straws. I'm like, yes, you're on the same page. But I like that because it's like, you know, uh, even if it's a male skunk, men can be sensitive. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but my favourite character is Thumper. Um, of course. I, I could have guessed that. <laughs> I love him. I just, I don't know, like, because he's quite sassy. Yeah. Um, I that's love why that. You're friends with me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I am your thumper. <laughs> he's sassy, but he's also a pretty good friend. Like, I think he's a good he friend is, to, to Bambi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, he doesn't just laugh at Bambi. He laughs with Bambi, you know, I and that's what you want. It's so cute. It is, and I love. I think 
I personally think Thumper oozes personality, and I know you might disagree. And but I love they don't have personality; they're just very one one dimensional yeah, personality compared to other yeah. characters as well. I know what you mean, but like with Thumper, with his thumping foot, I know some people might find that annoying, but I thought that was great, like characterization that he's got mm. this like little thing going on, like little quirk because they've all got some sort of quirk to them, yeah. which I like. They're all different. I also love the fact that these three animals have become friends like it's yeah, not it's just cute. like bambi's friends with another deer um or thumper's friends with another yeah. rabbit i like that it shows Classic disney though as well isn't it where like we, we can't have more than one of the same animal be friends with each other we yeah. have to show diversity yeah <laughs> <in the animals. laughs> i like it though i think it's nice um but yeah so thumper i love just because is the things he says as well like he's just so funny he definitely provides comedy to it mm, i would say yeah. Um, he is the one that makes me laugh when I watch it. He is really cute as well. He is. He's so cute. And honestly, I'm thinking back to that Thumper plush that I used to own. And I'm sad that I don't have it anymore. Unless my parents have it. What happened? Well, I, I don't... I maybe got donated to charity. I'm not sure. <gasps> I know. I know. Well, my oh parents my... might know if they're listening. They might know if I still have it. Because it might be in their flat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But... So do you not have a Thumper? Do you have any Bambi plush? I used to have a Bambi as well. Um, But no, I don't think I don't think I currently do. No. I know. Right. That needs to be rectified. It does. <laughs> it does. But yeah, so I think I've always loved Thumper. And like you were saying, with like merch and like pictures and images and stuff, mm-hmm. he is perfect yeah. as like the face of all that kind of stuff yeah. and i know that doesn't add character but i think it shows like how well animated he was yeah um so yeah bambi is interesting because he's precious <laughs> he is precious you can't deny it yeah. and he has really cute moments you know like when thump is trying to teach him to say bird uh, or oh, he's yeah. like I'm, tried to say it me, but yeah. it's, it, because it's, it's like he's trying to say like burb and i'm like yeah. just say bird just say it shouting it and i was sort of like, i was like i'm right here bambi like you don't need to <laughs> shout at me i'm literally too like a meter away it's so funny but i love it because because thumper's nose is twitching bambi yeah. twitches his nose as I well know. i just so he has some really cute moments and i think like the scene with the butterfly is quite iconic as well yeah like i think that's a picture you see quite a lot um so i think he is very playful and curious um but he he doesn't he he misses something i don't know what it is Hmm. i think this is what you were saying with dumbo i can't remember exactly but i think it's a similar thing where we just want a bit more we wanted to know a bit more about them without surrounding people around them. Like, who are they on their own? Like, what yeah. are they like as themselves without this influence all around them? Yeah. So you can't deny he's cute. He's so cute. Arguably, he's one of the cutest Disney characters yeah. ever. Um, yeah. Just beautiful. With his, like, gangly little legs and his little nose. He is, mm, yeah. I love that. Because, like, when he's falling over, you're, you're just like, oh, bless him. Like, so, yeah. But he is missing something. He is definitely missing something. I don't know... I think we just want more personality we in these do. characters. And for me, Thumper had that. Flower <laughs> Flower is difficult because you didn't see as much of him. No. But in the bits I did see, I, I liked yeah. his personality. But as you say, as they grow up, um, you know, you get to see a bit more of them. Yeah. And they can they become a bit funnier then, I think. Yeah, they do. But their voices. Um the voices are questionable. I was like, sorry, why has Thumper suddenly gone from like a little girl's <laughs> voice to like like a builder man do you know what i mean like it yeah, just sounds so literally because oh, like bambi was okay 
I thought that the voice was okay yeah. for his. It was still shocking to have. Yeah. That. Like, oh, that's that's a. But then job. you hear thumb from flower, and you're like, no, <laughs> you, you chose <laughs> wrong. Like, like literal grown men, and I was like, no. <laughs> it it really threw me off, and then my head was a bit like, oh no, I can't get my head like head around these characters anymore. Like they don't feel like the same people. Um, yeah, I had the exact same thought. I was like, who are these people? Who are you anymore? So so yeah. Um, that's kind of my thoughts. And also I need to mention Friend Al. That's his name, by the way. Friend Al. But I think he's terrifying. And he's also just not a very nice person. I don't, I don't know. It's when his eyes pop out of his head at one point. I'm like, I'm not. I didn't need this. I didn't need it. So that is my closing Thank thought. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> so, yeah, what did you... Who are your favourites? I love Bambi's mum. I really like Ooh, Bambi's yeah. mum. I think she, her. especially because we don't see a lot of Disney mums in general, Ooh. especially in the olden mm-hmm. days. Um, I really like that. I think she's very caring. I think she's really patient with Bambi. I yeah. love that like she explains things to him and doesn't treat him like an idiot because oh, he's like three yeah. minutes old. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the fact that she clearly enjoys like watching him grow, I think it's a really nice way to show a mum. Yeah. Because she gives him enough room to go and like grow himself, but she's mm. always there when like when he needs her. And I love the bit like when um Bambi's kind of stood there and like and his dad's like staring him down intently as you do, you know, with your own kid. <laughs> and, but, but like Bambi's mum gives him space. She doesn't mm. like overprotect him or like try and be like move away or whatever. Like she lets him have his moment and then comes up and calmly explains things. So I I think she's got a great approach to parenting mm. um, mm-hmm. until she dies, which is re- really sad. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that. I like how she encourages new experiences. She's always like pointing out like the grass and the snow and, and she's always trying to teach him. And I, I love that. I love, maybe it's because my mom always, has always been like teaching me things. Mm. And this place like a big emphasis on education and, and like new things. Um, but I, so I love Bambi's mom. I think it's great that we get to see a mom, even if it's only for half of the film. Yeah. I love her. Um, I actually, I actually love Bambi actually as a character because I, I like some, I like, I like, I can say skunk, Twilight, <laughs> and um, skunk and rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I just don't see enough of them. Is my problem like I, for me to have any connection with them specifically? Mm. I think you're right. I think I love Thumper as a friend. Thumper, Thumper is a great friend. Yes, um, I love the way that he is. Like you know. Again, he doesn't give up on Bambi. He keeps going. Mm-hmm. Like he tries different techniques to try and teach him. So I think he's great. I, I, again, I think it's just because the film's shorter and because we don't get a lot of conversation and we don't get a lot of um, like scenes with them. Yeah. It's just hard for me to be like, oh, I love that character because we just don't see them a lot. So yeah, mm. um, I do like them. And I think when we watch Bambi 2, I'm sure I'll probably have more positive things to say. About yeah, yeah. More. Um, and I, like I enjoy, I think I think Thumper is hilarious. Like when Thumper's mum tells him off, and <laughs> and it's like, what did your dad say about the greens? Oh <laughs> and yeah. She, like <laughs> spouts off this like this thing about greens being good for you. I thought that was hilarious. So I do think it's funny. They're just not kind of characters that I'd like ever be like. Oh, like I love that character so mm. much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I I enjoy Bambi as a character. <laughs> For what it is <laughs> in yeah. the sense that like i love i wish we just saw more of it so i love the curiosity i love that he's always willing to try new things he's quite confident like when he just yeah. walks up to his dad and just walks past all these these deer that are like frozen i love that um yeah and i, I do love i, I love uh feline as well i wish we saw more of her which obviously we think we do in the second yeah. one um, yeah because she is she has got some confidence um I just, again i just wish we saw more of them yeah um, 
because I just think it'd be nice to learn more about them um, and kind of have more plot stuff. I mean, their relationship was odd. They said hi and then he fought someone else and then they were all lovey-dovey and I was like, what is happening? That's how it works in the dear world and the clearly. animal kingdom. Clearly, I'm in the wrong world, clearly. <laughs> it's I remember thinking, I stood there and I was like, wow, that's so easy. I'm yeah, like, that's um, it. <laughs> but yeah, they're cute. Um, yeah, that's... That, yeah, the dad annoys me, and I know that's on mm. purpose. Mm. Um, I'm like, just smile. <laughs> yeah, I think like back to what you're saying about the mum as well. I know that's how it works in the animal kingdom, but like, uh, well, I like it because she's independent. I like that she's yeah, very independent. She true, is yeah. your independent character. That's what she, you need. Do you see why she's my favorite? <laughs> see? Exactly. When you said it, I was like, ah, that's yeah. filling the void that you needed. <laughs> but it annoys me for some reason that he's not involved in Bambi's um, upbringing. And I know, again, that reflects yeah. the time we're in when it was released yeah. and possibly the Animal Kingdom as well. Yeah. But it annoyed me when he was just stood there, like, you know, it's very on the. ominous, isn't it? it like is. on, the, on the cliff when Bambi's been yeah. born, watching like a creep. It just annoys me. It's like, oh, you're not going to deal with, you know, like all the tough times, like growing up and everything. I don't know. I, I Maybe that's a bit harsh, but I think I just. No, looked I agree. At him. Especially because every time you see him, you just walk him around the forest, not doing anything. Yeah. Like, well, you could go and visit your son. Yeah, like drop in, say hi, <laughs> <laughs> share some grass together someday. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, um, they're the characters that I. I mean, like I said, I enjoy most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't have any characters that I don't like. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. Well, friend Al. You don't like Al. She's <laughs> <laughs> a bit weird. <laughs> I don't really have any strong feelings on friend Al, to be honest. Yeah. Friend Al, what a name. <laughs> He's not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there we go. Surprise, surprise, I like both the women. Of course. But as soon as you started talking about the mum, I was like, ah, yes. But I do like Bambi, like I said. I do like, yeah. I do like, I like and especially the M line, the one, like, he's very selfless. Yes. He's jumping back in that. He grows. Although, that scene, if someone said Bambi or Feline one more time, I'm turning this off. Because that <laughs> whole 10 minutes was just, Bambi? Bambi? And it's like, Feline! Feline! And I was oh. like, what is like we commit you're looking for each other yeah and it's like it's obvious you're not near each other to hear each other as well so it's like just stop please it was like someone in the animating booth just kept pressing the button yeah like it was stuck oh that that was annoying i was like they're clearly not near you just yeah they've left keep moving (laughs) yeah Yeah. i agree oh i have we can't leave without mentioning the scene that scene where bambi nearly dies and his dad's like Get up, Bambi. You must get up. And like Bambi's like oh. trying to stand up. And his yeah. dad's still like, You must stand up. I was like, he's trying. Yeah. But I really like that that scene shows that even when we're down and we think we're out, we always need someone to yeah. push us on. Yeah. It's not always the person we think and it's not always what we want to mm-hmm. hear. But it's important that we hear it. And it's a kind of message of you don't have to do things alone. Like, yeah. you know, there's you should ask yeah. people for help as well. I know he didn't. But it also encourages and promotes yeah. that kind of message too. Yeah, I agree. Ugh. What a lovely wholesome way to end that segment. Yes. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Well, that moves us on to Disney fun fact number four. So, as we've kind of mentioned, the movie is rather economical with its dialogue. Although mm-hmm. the animals in the movie speak, they don't speak much, and there are fewer than 900 words in the whole film. That's fewer than probably what we have used in... Oh my goodness, how many words have we actually said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, so we've covered the film content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a not very many yeah. words. No. Imagine being caught. That's what I'm saying. They must have just recorded this. And I'll tell you what, how many words? 900, 800 of those were just the word Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the true. 50 were Feline. And then the rest of it was for the rest of the, the dialogue for the hour. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, that was funny. Okay, so this then brings us on to the section where we give the film a rating out of 10. So, um, because so f- for Snow White, I said 4.5, you said 4.75. Oh, yeah, I was a bit generous. You were generous. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio, regret. I was a 3, you were a 2.5. <laughs> oh, absolutely deserves. I don't regret that. No. Um, so, Fantasia, I've got it here. Okay, we both excellent. gave it a 2. That sounds about right. <laughs> I think we were attempting to give it a one and we were like, well, there was there was some nice music and yeah. Mickey was in it, so... I think Dumbo, I gave a six and you gave a f- five? I think it was a five. I think it was a point below mine, I think. Yeah. I think we were quite close five with that one. Five sounds about right. It could have even been 5.5, actually, but it was in that area. That makes me feel better because I thought I'd given Dumbo more and I was starting to feel bad about my score for this one. That makes me feel better. Um, oh I was like, I'm all out of whack, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so... Your overall thoughts on the film and how you rate out of 10. And I know oh. you're sure with a number, but we need a number, Rosie. Okay, yeah, I've, I've got one number. in my head. I've got one in my head. I'm going to go with it and I'll probably regret it. Anyway, um, <laughs> overall thoughts on the film. Um, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's very therapeutic to watch, very relaxing. And yeah, the plot isn't isn't amazing. But as we know, that doesn't mean as much to me as it does to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love animation enough for that to carry a yeah. film. <laughs> so, and I also love the characters a lot. This film, film was built for you, wasn't it? It was. I can't really, I can't say I don't like it because it's all animals. It's so ridiculously cute. Yeah. And I, it's not all about that. It does address adult themes. And I know it's not yeah. quite as overt as it could be. I like that. And I really love the fact that the hunter is a villain. I really, mm-hmm. really, really love that. I think that's great. Um, especially for now, because when we can watch it, we'll be like, ah, conservation. Yeah. It like, gives you that idea back in your head, like, we should be doing more. That's so, very true that's my quick summary i think i'm gonna give this a seven. Ooh. i think i think because i don't think i can't really give it any lower mm. i was debating 7.5 Ooh. but i think i need to save that because in my head 7.5 upwards are like well, my that's go-tos 70 like percent so yeah that's uh they're my ones that I'd be like, oh, I need to watch that again soon. That sort of mm-hmm. thing. So this doesn't quite hit that. So I think I'm going to no. give it a seven for that reason. Because I do love it. I can't go any lower. And I know the plot isn't, you know, the best. Yeah. But as I said, that doesn't mean as much to me. So yeah, seven is what I'm going with. Okay, lovely. <laughs> That's good. It's higher than I thought it was going to be, but not just because of my score. Um, oh, my God. score isn't, isn't horrific. Um, don't worry, it's not terrible. Um, okay. I'm not going to... We'll still be friends after this book. Okay. <laughs> Um, my general thought um, beautiful film beautiful music um, great for kids it's great to stimulate children and kind of introduce like difficult themes for them Um, yeah really beautiful second half is far better than the first for me Um, I also think that the the animation is challenged more in the second half because of the fire and stuff so I think you get a bit more drama Um, I I enjoy the way that they do chaotic scenes it's very Mm. well done like when Mm -hmm. the when they're panicking and they're running away from the 
um the hunter like the first time they see him yeah and when bambi's mum dies is actually traumatic yeah hearing him at, like call for his mom is actually horrific i'm watching like the snow even though the snow effects are really bad it's clearly just been <laughs> put in front of his face like that scene is traumatic yeah. which is ridiculous because i'm like it's cartoons katie yeah but that that is a traumatic scene so that is fantastic mm-hmm. um it just feels quite inconsistent with characters and plot for me mm. to, to kind of make it a go-to movie mm-hmm. and i feel like i have a lot more go-to movies than that would kind of range in in the higher score level so i, I came into it thinking a six Mm. I think I've taught myself down. Um, I have to pick between five or five point five. I'm not sure. Um, That's I'm not, interesting. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five. Is, is where I'm feeling because I feel like it's a good film. Mm. Actually, no. I think it's better than. Do I think it's better than Dumbo? This is my problem. That's what I, I was doing in my head. I was like, is like I struggle. I like Dumbo for different reasons. Like I like Dumbo's songs more because there's more mm. songs. Um, yeah yeah and you i do feel like, like I, I do i do like a song use them in quizzes a lot so yeah okay that's that's made my choice up for me then yeah number five i think number Ugh, five would be why should i, I help be. you no because <laughs> i'm thinking like whilst whilst i enjoy some of the elements of, of bambi more mm. and i enjoy the music mm-hmm. i think i listen to like the songs a bit more even dumbo and i think yeah. for some reason even though I, ha- I think dumbo was missing some bits i always think in my head that i would like watch dumbo more than bambi just because it's like yeah probably plot i imagine is like yeah but we we identify that it doesn't really have a great plot but i feel like it has more going in the beginning than bambi does i think that's what it is i think it starts off stronger yeah um but that's why they're on the same level for me i think as Mm. as a five is that i like them both for different reasons and they're both missing things because again like the character for me in um in Dumbo again wasn't great um, but mm. I think again for me that the fact that Dumbo addresses so many other issues and stuff like that so yeah we'll go with five I feel like because I feel like that sets me in good stead for the future because mm. I have a lot of films that I really enjoy yeah later on but they're on different levels so I can't put it any higher I feel like I've boosted mine a bit as well because of what you were saying earlier of the kind of mark that it's created for like mm. um merch or like just the pictures yeah. and everything to me that's something that I love. And I feel like you buy more of it, like not merch in general, but like you probably, <laughs> because we each have our own special um, pitfalls when it comes to Disney merch. We do. Um, we do. But I think you're probably more likely to buy like Bambi merch, whereas I'm more likely to see it and think that's really nice and cute. But because I don't mm. have a connection with the film as strongly, I don't pick it up and buy it. Mm. Um, Whereas for some reason I would definitely have bought that Dumbo cushion that I convinced you to buy. So, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe I regret my high score. I don't know. That was my gut though. So we should always go. With, always go with your gut. Yeah. But yeah, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking of things like Hercules and like Aladdin and um, like Lion King and then the more modern ones. And I'm thinking, mm. like, I can see them kind of mapped out generally on that higher level. And I just think Bambi for me just isn't because for for me songs are such a big deal as you as you've said yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I love Disney songs; they're, they're my thing. So I think most of these films don't have Disney songs in them. Yeah. Um, to the same extent, so maybe that's why I don't like them as much as well. Maybe yeah, I think that is maybe your era hasn't happened yet. You're not in your <laughs> in your section. Whereas like no. for me, I've got some animals. I'm happy with exactly, animals. Yeah, that's not it. Like I'm not that kind of <laughs> like. No, but naive. like it's a thing that, that that you look for in the film. Yeah, but obviously for me, like I one of the my my biggest um 
appreciation of Disney films is the songs. I have yeah. the soundtracks on repeat. Like I love like learning about the songs and, and the composition and stuff. Mm. So whilst I appreciate the scores as well, mm-hmm. maybe that's what's missing for me in these older ones from a character perspective as well. Same with yeah. Raya. Again, Raya didn't have yeah. songs and I didn't connect with the characters. That's so maybe true. it is to do with songs and music. Who knows? Yeah. I think we look for different things because I yeah. love animation. So that's something that if that's strong enough for me. I'll... I've learned to love it more. Yeah, being your friend, like I've always appreciated <laughs> it, but you've you've shown me like a new appreciation for it on a level that I never I never really took the time to think about before. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I never thought about it, like on no, purpose. but I know what you mean. I know what you mean because you've done priority. the same with music for me. Like, yeah, <laughs> we were thinking about it in a way we didn't think about it before because of each other, which is why yeah. we're such a good team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I think that's why. So number five for me, number six, seven for you. Seven. 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 Mm. Okay. Excellent. Right. We should make a note of this for next yes, time. Yes. We should make a note of it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we forget. Um, and that's that's it. That's the episode for today. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed. And um, we, I wonder, we've had quite different opinions. So I wonder like, mm. if people agree more with you or more with me. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And we will do a poll on Instagram just to see. Um, so if you've enjoyed, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Podkeep. Podkeen? Podkeen? I don't know who Podkeen If you're keen, follow us on Podkeen. <laughs> nice save. Um, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're also streaming across a variety of other platforms. You can find us on Pandora. Um, you can find us on Google Play, Amazon Podcasts. We're on, a, we're on everything now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have scoured the internet. Um, so that would be fab um we'd love it again if you could leave a review i haven't checked recently i have any new oh do we have there any were no new ones, new ones. shocking behavior <laughs> <laughs> um but if you do leave a review please make sure to like leave your instagram handle in there yeah. so that we can kind of come on and show you some love and give you a bit of a shout out that'd be great um um, we also still have our ad slots available, um, which you can find in our Instagram bio as well. So head to that, so that's um, a Sprinkle Disney podcast over on Instagram. You can find all the latest information on, from us over there. Yeah. From, from ad slots to episode updates to teasers to giveaways that we've done. It's always on Instagram. So that's the best place to go to find out information for us. Yeah. So with that, don't forget to follow along with our Instagram <laughs> for all of our latest magical adventures slash throwbacks. I mean, mainly throwbacks, <laughs> but we try. <laughs> we're experimenting now. We're finding a bit yeah, more, we are. We? we are. Um, and we're currently offering ad slots in our podcast. So like Katie said, and you can find all the information about that on Instagram and Facebook. So if you're a small business, please get in touch. We would love to have you in one of our episodes We've, and share um, your business. We, we don't just do Disney stuff either. If you listen mm. to episode 18, you'll have heard from Play the Poet, um, who is obviously more kind of like general small business. Yeah. So even if you're not a Disney specific business, um, we, we take everyone. Yes, <laughs> we're not we do. We love to share. <laughs> we do. Um, and then coming up next time, we have a very special guest. Yes. So we'll be bringing you a former Disney World cast member, Amy, uh, Katie's friend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to share her experience of working for the mouse. So that's exciting. Yeah, she's really excited. So I met, met Amy when I was working in Florida. She was my one of my flatmates. Um, she worked over at Animal Kingdom Lodge in the hotels. So she'll have quite mm. a different story to me, which will be interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously, I heard a lot when we lived together, but we had quite different experiences because I was in Disney Springs in shops, and she was in um, I think she she was in there uh, like catering and food within yeah. a hotel. Um, so she'll have a completely different experience to me um, in terms of working working for Disney. So that'd be great to ask her some questions. 
um, and she is a massive fan of the podcast uh, and she has also been on she's bought our, she was one of the first people to buy our merchandise and everything uh, dedication i know and she's also like an avid walt disney world visitor as well she knows a lot about the park so i think Amazing. she's gonna be a great guest for us to have how exciting i know um and you can finally meet her because yes. you never met my i've just heard the there, name so. like over yeah. and over again <laughs> yeah so yeah that'll be nice it'll be nice to have another guest as well it will we enjoy our guests a lot we do yeah um so yeah and then in the meantime feel free to contact us on our email a sprinkle of disney podcast at gmail.com and from both of us have a magical rest of your day <laughs> <laughs>